Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Purple Podcast. This is episode number 25 now. I am your host, Austin Isert. Happy to be in the booth today. We got a happy Friday Eve. I'll be sending it out to you all today. Um, yeah, we got some football kicking in today. We'll begin the, I guess, the next week of football. This little wrap-up here. Later tonight, we have a awesome slate, um, or just a game in general. We have the Bears and the Commanders. Can't fucking wait for that one. Um, sarcasm, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm already, you know, not a lover of Thursday night football. I think, I think we could do away with it just because it, they're typically not great games as well as it's just really hard on the players. You see a ton of injuries in those games typically. And, you know, overall we just, we don't necessarily need it. I can, I can hold off. I'd rather have just another good game on Sunday, but yeah, like I said, happy Friday Eve guys. Thank you for listening Um, to my podcast. I do appreciate all you all listening to this, Um, getting that out early again this week. And you know, if you are listening and you are enjoying, uh, make sure to go give me a five stars and a, a, you know, a a rating, a review if you'd like. Um, I'd sure love it. I've been trying to to grow the podcast a bit more, just even uh, my actual following of it. We'll see how it goes. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep grinding one way or the other. Um, but yeah, let's hop into this here. We'll start off with our fantasy football segment, a tough week overall, you know, not even just fantasy football, but regular football, but fantasy football back to my losing ways, lose in both leagues, um, in the league that I do care about more that there's money on, on the line and involved. I lose by one point. Josh Jacobs had an an outstanding, excuse me, an outstanding Monday night game against the Chiefs, goes for, you know, runs the ball 21 times for 154 yards, one touchdown, five receptions for 39 yards. I lose by less than one point. If you recall, Josh Jacobs gets the carry on the two-point conversion and does not get it. So that would have been the game in that, as well as, you know, would have won the game or at least put the Raiders up ahead. Instead, they do not get it. Um, thus both the Raiders and the, my fantasy football team, um, lose that one. So tough way to lose it, lose in both leagues. I am now one and four in both leagues, crazy week coming up by week madness begins. I've already had to pick up a new quarterback. I went with Geno Smith instead of, um, the goofball who's on a bye this week. And then I just replaced, I just, you know, put Russell Wilson as my backup, um, I still have him on the team, but just not necessarily. Uh, I'm just kind of tired of giving him shots, um, but we'll see. I I still think my fantasy teams can play. We're still putting up points. These bye weeks are going to be um, big. Anything can happen. It just sucks that I'm so far behind at this point. Um, so we'll see. A lot can still happen, of course. So. I'm not going to say I'm out yet, and I'm I'm surely going to keep battling to not come in last because I do not want to run any kind of milk miles or do any kind of um, challenges in that way. But we'll move on to the uh, NCAA football wrap-up here. We're going to have to talk about the Cats, and of course it is not something that we want to talk about at all. Um, 
pretty sad defeat, one that we should have won. Obviously, coming into it, I wasn't aware that um, Will Levis would not be starting at quarterback. We have Kaya Sharon in, getting his first start as a collegiate quarterback. And honestly, didn't play the worst game, didn't play great. You know, he went 15 for 27, 178 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And the pick was late in the game as well. Um, so it, it, re- it really didn't matter. It just ended it. We were, we were down by 10 points, um, had to make something happen, didn't work out. That's just kind of how it goes. But um, looking at the game, coming into it, I gave three keys so as to, you know, what would help us win this game or what we needed to do to win the game. Um, I didn't give us these keys with Kaya Sharon involved, but they kind of applied in some to some way. Um, but came in saying no turnovers, no fumbles, because we've been fumble prone. Obviously, that didn't work out, considering we fumbled on the very first fucking play of the game and handed over seven points. So what's one of the worst things you can do with a backup quarterback getting their first start ever is go behind early, and especially in that way where we just handed it to them. Terrible turnover there. Uh, we'll talk about some more later. But um, another thing I said, we need to run the football. We did. We did run the football. Our O-line, I guess, actually did some kind of run blocking. Um, pass blocking is a completely different case. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Um, and then my third key was let's get some some DL pressure, um, which we did better. We did have some sacks. You know, we had nine tackle for losses in total, which is great. Um, so nine tackle for losses, two sacks. I did look up that stat, so that does include the sacks. So two of those tackles and the tackle for losses were those sacks. Um, but two sacks, nine tackle for losses. They showed some life. We still got a little bit bullied, um, to be honest, and I would love to see some more pressure. But you can't win them all. They they played better than they had been. Um, so thoughts on the game, three good things, three bad things. We're sticking with this 3-3-3 look. I think that's just a good way to kind of wrap things up, not get too long, you know, breathed in, you know, going over this game. But three good things, like I said, uh, ran the ball pretty well. Chris Rodriguez with his best game of the year, you know, his second game of the year, um, 22 carries, 126 yards on the ground, 5.7-yard average. Um, Juhan McLean. Goes for three carries, 19 yards, 6.3 average. So that's good average. Um, didn't get any touchdowns on the ground. We look at Kaya Sharon. He had 11 carries um, for negative 24 yards. So that fucking sucks. That's where we'll get into a negative as well with our, our pass blocking because it is just horrendous. It is absolutely terrible. Um, another good thing, though, our defense gives up 17 points aside from, you know, that first touchdown there, obviously. So um, good stuff there. They had a a sack and a fumble recovery in the red zone once at one point as well, which was huge, kept some points off, had another red zone stop, uh, kept them to a field goal. So our team showed some fight. Our defense is still, I would say, even just the strong asset of this team so far. Um because the offense hasn't gotten much going, and it definitely you know was more difficult without Will Levis in there. But defense has been playing strong. Our D-line obviously isn't our strong suit, but they did play better this week, um, and that was my third basically good thing from this game is our D-line did show some life. Um, late in the game, you know, they were getting a little worn down, and they just kind of, you know, South Carolina really just at the end of the day um, stepped on our throat. They were able to run the ball pretty well. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd had 22 carries for 110 yards. Um, that's a five-yard average and a touchdown. He had a long of 45 yards, so big play there. Don't want to be giving up that large of a play. Um, three bad things. Let's get into it. First fumble, just pathetic. How do you do that? Very first play of the game. I get it. You're trying to get fancy, but with a new quarterback or a, you know, um, a backup quarterback, essentially try to get something rolling early, try something a little unorthodox, blows up in our face. Fumble that, they get a two-yard touchdown. We're down seven with, like, fucking, you know, the game's 10 seconds in at that point. So that sucks. Another terrible thing, this special teams, I mean, Barry and Brown, aside from his kickoff returns, has been horrendous. We had a block punt, which is just another turnover. So that zero turnover is key. 
we we're losing that. I think if we're counting that, that's three turnovers turnovers in total. The interception at the end, I'm not going to hold that really against us because we were it was over at that point. But that initial fumble that gives them seven points. That blocked punt, I can't remember if that turned into a touchdown or not because we did end up we didn't give up a touchdown after that initial one until the third quarter. So our defense played tough. They only gave up 17 other points than that one that was basically gifted to them anyways. And that was probably that also was a very short field on that block punt. So if they got three out of it, um, that's just points that necess- weren't necessarily our defense's fault. Um, but that's pathetic. Block punt and then a missed field goal. Our special teams, big question um, so far this year. And then the final thing, I mentioned it, our O-line. Six sacks, eight tackles for losses. So I guess only two other tackle for losses aside from the six sacks. But when it, you know, how much of that is on the backup quarterback as well, holding it too long? I don't think a ton of it, to be honest. From, you know, I watched back the highlights and everything. It just looks like he got pressure quick as fuck some of those times. So not much he can do about it. Six sacks is completely unacceptable. You're not going to win games giving up that many sacks. It just puts you behind the chains too much. Um, you're just not going to have consistent drives and you're not going to put points on the board, especially with the backup quarterback, you know, where your offense is already limited. Big plays are more out of the question. A ton of screen passes we threw. I think we did too many of them, honestly. At some point, it's like we need to we need to try something else. These screen passes aren't going to cut it. I get it. We have weapons. This is a backup quarterback. We don't want to necessarily force anything deep, but it wasn't working. The screen passes we hit a few here or there, but they played them pretty well for the most part. And then those six sacks, obviously putting us behind the chains or just ending drives, complete drive killers. That's why we score 14 points essentially. Um, so let's put that one to bed. I don't think South Carolina played the best game. Our team, our defense did great. You know, Spencer Rattler only had 14. He was 14 of 19 for 177 yards, a touchdown and an interception. So our defense, I think played really well. Um, but that offense just was stagnant, couldn't get anything going. And then when you factor in some pretty pitiful turnovers, you're going to lose the game. And that's what happens. We lose to South Carolina for the first time in – I'm not sure how many years it was, but it was we had a good streak going on them for sure. Um, the team moves to 4-2. and two. Same with the Gamecocks. They are now 4-2. and two. And we drop back to 22 in the poll. Um, de- deservingly slow. So, to be honest, um, shit, we looked bad. But – they factor in the backup quarterback aspect of it. Like I said, moving on to the next, and it's not exactly an exciting one to see in your um, next matchup there. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are 5-1, and one, who have suffered their only loss against LSU at LSU. Um, LSU isn't amazing by any standards. They're, I mean, they're 4-2 and two right now. Not bad. And also playing at home early on. So that was their, I guess, I guess that was their third game of the season. So early on at LSU, tough place to play. That's their only loss. They're coming off two pretty huge wins. They beat Texas A&M 42-24, and they beat Arkansas 40-17. This team throws the hell out of the ball. Their quarterback, um, Will Rogers, is leading the country in passing yards. He has 2,110 yards passing on 22 touchdowns to three interceptions. Wow, this is going to be a matchup. Let's see how Will Levis does as well. Just looking at this game overall, their offense is good. They don't run the ball. They're ranked 115th in the country. Rushing the ball, they average about 106.7 on the year. Um, But their strength is their passing game. They're fifth overall in passing yards per game. Um, But our defense, that's our strongest suit of it so far. We're ranked 16th right now in passing yards allowed per game. We're only giving up 174.2 passing yards per game. So it is our strength, and it's even more impressive when you see how bad our pass rush has been. So giving them all the time in the world. um, And our, our, you know, our corners and our secondary holding up, which was probably, you know, a pretty big question coming into it to begin with. Um, Our running defense is not great played better our d-line played better defensively doesn't scare me as much i guess but we i don't think we want to get in a shootout and this team scores points and they've scored points against good defenses so looking at my three keys to this game first one and foremost 
some kind of O-line pass block because their D-line is good as well. They've they've had sacks, they've had multiple sacks against, you know, some some big hogs, you know, the Arkansas Razorbacks, I'm sure they have a pretty good O-line. Haven't looked a ton into it, of course, but I'm sure they have a decent O-line. Um, Texas A&M, I'm sure they got some pretty good O-linemen as well. Just went toe-to-toe with Alabama. Mississippi State beat them pretty good. This is going to be a tough matchup. Um, truthfully, I don't think we win it. I don't think we match up well. I think this team is coming off two really good wins, Mississippi State, and we're coming off of two you know, one heartbreaking loss and then one where uh, just got bullied. Um, looked pretty pathetic. Not the worst performance defensively, but when we're playing this dirty of football, shit, we can lose to anybody. Uh, but the first thing I think we need to keep Will Levis off his ass, off his back. The O-line has to do something. I don't know if it's keeping a, a tight end in um, a lot of the times keeping a running back to block. We need extra blockers all the fucking time because our O-line is pathetic. They are one of the worst probably groups in the in the country, if not, you know, um, well, in the Power Five, if not the country, is basically what I'm getting out there. Our line is just pitiful. I don't know what it is, but they just they can't pop block to save, the, save their fucking life. Second key to this game is, you know, we are. We're having our first true secondary test, I would say, this year. Um, Will Rogers, like I said, is leading the country in passing yards. So um, big test for them. And I, I did couple this into it, but I want to see this. Conti- I want to see a continued improvement um, and push from the D line. I want to see some pressure. We can't let him sit back there all day. Um, he's shown that he can be a very effective quarterback by all means. I mean, he's 202 of 282, high ass completion percentage. It's going to be a test. Our corners, we've played well, obviously. As you see, we're 16th in the country in passing yards allowed, and we're 17th in points per game allowed. Our defense isn't the issue. It's our offense, and it's our miscues that are allowing these things to happen and why we're losing these games. Um, So third and final thing, with that being said, limit miscues. Play a clean game. We need minimal turnovers. I don't even know if I can ask that of us to have no turnovers at this point. Um, That would be amazing, but um, limit the miscues, no turnovers, and special teams as well. I don't want to see a fucking punt get blocked again. I don't want to see a missed 32-yard field goal or however long they've been. I don't want to see two dropped or whatever the fuck happened on extra points. Like, it's, it's pathetic. That's terrible. That is completely unacceptable. I get it. People make plays, but that's that's controllable. I promise you that, and that's something that they better be stressing, you know, throughout this week is they need to clean up their football because we have played some dirty-ass shit and, um, you know, it's going to take every bit of what we have to beat this Mississippi State game team who looks really strong. And what's even scarier with that is, you know, after this game, we play Tennessee at Tennessee, who um, has a very big game against Alabama this week. But let's look around. We'll wrap up the rest of the week, look at some of these scores around the country. Um, how I typically do this, I'll just go through, talk about some things that look interesting on paper here. So that Texas A&M-Alabama game, Alabama does survive, you know, um, Bryce Young has his shoulder injured or his elbow, whatever it was, so it comes out, tough one, Bama does survive, they went 24-20, Bama looks not great, the AP poll took them back about, um, the AP polls actually took them back from 1-3 to there, sorry I stumbled, a video started playing in my browser here, Uh, that's annoying, but... um, and then plays them tough. Of course, they don't have their quarterback. Alabama drops back three spots going forward. We'll have to see, you know, how significant is that Bryce Young injury. Georgia runs over Auburn, um, 42-10. to 10. The funny thing is my, my Auburn friend was saying that Georgia isn't even that good. Uh, they only have 14 points on us or something. And then they scored 21 in the fourth quarter, beat them 42-10. to 10. Georgia actually moves up to first with that win. Ohio State. Beats Michigan State pretty handedly, which I think we saw that coming. They went 49-20. to They're up to second now. Michigan beats Indiana. That They were playing them pretty close, too. That game was 10-10 to going into half, and Michigan ends up um, shutting them out 21 to nothing throughout the second half of the game. Clemson beats Boston College 31-3. to 
USC takes down Washington State 30-14, to so they're still undefeated as well. Texas Tech plays with Oklahoma State. I think I called that one that they would be able to um, compete in that one. They lose 41-31, to so good showing there. I called that one pretty decent there. Tennessee with a massive showing and why, you know, people are really loving them now. They go and beat LSU 40-13. to Absolute dog walk on them. Um, Ole Miss does beat Vandy. I think that took that as an upset. Vandy scored 28 points, 52-28. to um, You just can't give up that many points. Jackson Dart, who, you know, isn't known for the throw-in. Their team isn't either. Throws for 448 yards and three touchdowns. Wow, crazy. No defense there for Vandy. UCLA call this one as well. UCLA does beat Utah. Um, don't know why Utah was honestly ranked so much higher than them. UCLA is still undefeated. So um, that USC-UCLA game is going to be fun. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely more of a UCLA, UCLA guy than USC. So I'm excited to see that one. It's exciting to see some good Pac-12 football again. Is that anyone with me on that? Because I feel like we haven't seen that in years. Um. Continuing on, Oregon, who's ranked 12th, beats Arizona 49-22. to uh, There's that Cats game. So, yep, the Cats lose 24-14 to South Carolina. Florida State, NC State. Florida State, sir, or Florida State battles with them. Low-scoring game. NC State ends up winning 19-17. Continuing on, Wake Forest, dog walks Army 45-10. BYU gets beat by Notre Dame in Las Vegas. TCU, Kansas, called that one being a pretty good game. Turned out to be. TCU does win that one, 38-31. Poor Kansas. They're showing – that's a good showing for them. So, yeah, good for you guys. That stinks that you had to suffer your first loss. But you played right with them, and you got to feel good about the program you're building there now as well. Kansas State in a defensive battle beats Iowa State 10-9. Washington State – or Washington – Loses to Arizona State, a bad Arizona State team, but they fire their coach. They end up winning um, 45-38 to against Washington. Washington's kind of fell in, fallen from grace as well. So is Arkansas. We see this Mississippi State game. Mississippi State takes that one 40 to 40-17. Cincinnati in a thriller against a bad South Florida team. South Florida did play with Florida earlier this year, but they're 1-5, so that's not a good look. Cincinnati does win 28-24. to Continuing on. Texas, Oklahoma, wow, 49-0. I know um, Dylan Gabriel was out, but 49-0, that is fucking terrible. That is humiliating. Their season's over. They're worth nothing. They've lost three in a row now. I think it was Kansas, then um, Kansas, TCU, Texas. I believe that's correct. Or maybe, no, it was K-State, TCU, Texas. So they've lost three in a row. Bad look from them. Louisville beats Virginia. I said they have a tough time with them typically. 34-17. Virginia went 10 up 10-0 um, to begin the game. Um, but after that, they only scored another seven points throughout it. Continuing on here. Nothing's grabbing my eye. North Carolina will probably be ranked after this week. They're 5-1. and They beat Miami 27-24. to Do, 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 do. Illinois beats Iowa 9-6. I bet that was a horrible game to watch. Uh, but that'll about do it. Nothing really interesting for the rest of the week there. Let's look ahead to um, – well, actually, let's just look at the top 25 right now. Like I said, Georgia moves up to first. Ohio State is in second. Alabama at third. Clemson four. Michigan moves back to five, even though they – you know, not a great showing against um, Indiana there. Tennessee moves up two spots to six. USC back to seventh. OK State eight. Ole Miss is riding at 9, Penn State 10, UCLA moves up 7 spots to 11, deservingly so. Looking at Oregon sitting in 12, TCU at 13, Wake Forest 14, Uh, Mississippi State moves up 7 as well to 16, we're going to skip over, Kansas State up 3 spots to 17, Syracuse up 4 spots to 18, Um, Kansas remains where they're at, probably deserving as well, Utah back 9 with that loss, Cincinnati moves up three spots in a bad performance, I guess, because everyone else had lost. Kentucky all the way back nine spots as well. Texas or back nine spots to the 22nd spot. You, or Cincinnati at 21, Utah at 20. I don't know if I said the spots yet. Um, Texas is at 23rd. Illinois ranked at 24. How about Illinois fighting Illini? I-L-O. 
INI. Um, James Madison all the way up to 25th now. Looking at the games ahead, I'm pretty sure we have a pretty sick slate. Um, today there are two games, Baylor-West Virginia. I'm going to take Baylor in that one. Temple-USC, another video has started. ESPN, get these fucking like auto-starting videos off your browser. That shit is so annoying. Um, continuing on down here. Penn State-Michigan, so that's a 10-5 matchup. That one will be played in the big house. I really don't like Michigan. Let's just we'll, we'll take Penn State in that one. Auburn Ole Miss. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Kansas Oklahoma. Okay, so yeah, it was Kansas State. So Kansas. I'm going to take them to beat Oklahoma, especially with that performance. It looks like Dillian Gabriel might be back. He had that concussion. I'm not 100% sure yet. Texas is up to the ranking again. They're going to be playing Iowa State. I will take Texas in that. Illinois Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota in that one even though Illinois is now 24th, and I just gave them a little chant as well. Um, continuing on, Vandy, Georgia. Obviously, I'm going to take Georgia. What's the spread? 38. Do we believe they can do it? Um, yeah, I'll take a minus 38 there. Alabama, Tennessee, that's a big one. Alabama is currently minus 7. I'm going to take Tennessee money line. I'm going to say Tennessee money line. OK State, TCU, that's a number 8 and number 13 matchup. Um, TCU is actually a minus four favorite in this one. It's in Fort Worth, Texas, so it will be in TCU. Um, let's take the boys. Let's take the Cowboys. We'll take OK State. NC State, number 15 versus number 18, Syracuse. Mm, so Syracuse is ranked. I didn't even notice that. So I guess that makes the Louisville loss early look not as bad. But we'll take Syracuse in that one. Arkansas, BYU. I don't even know why I said it because that game stinks. I'll take BYU, though. Continuing ahead here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. LSU, Florida, not a ranked matchup. I'm going to take LSU, though. Um, yeah, let's take Florida. We'll take Florida in that one. Clemson, Florida State, good matchup. I think Florida State will battle with them, but I do think Clemson keeps their winning ways alive. They stay undefeated, moving to 7-0 there. Mississippi State, Kentucky. I can't do it, guys. I'm always going to take Kentucky. Go Cats. I will, I'm not going to take Mississippi State. Fuck you guys. Um, their helmets are pretty sick, though, um, so watch out for those coming out. It's also in Lexington, so let's get back on track. Will Levis is back. Let's do it, boys. Stanford-Notre Dame should be a cooler game just from the name standpoint, but Notre Dame is 3-2. and two. Stanford's 1-4. and four. Um, I'll take Notre Dame in that one as well. USC against Utah. Let's take USC. Even though Utah is a minus three and a half favorite, Utah is only four and two um, as a Pac-12 team, and they're ranked twentieth. I guess they've had some decent losses. Uh, one coming to Florida at Florida, very first game of the year, and then that game last week against UCLA. I'm gonna take USC in that one. Keep that undefeated matchup between USC and UCLA alive. Um, but that'll be that'll, that'll do it for this week in terms of interesting games. Did I see UCLA? Is UCLA on here? One sec, guys. Um, maybe UCLA. Are they? Do they have a bye? Are they not playing this week? They might not be playing this week. We're probably getting into bye weeks in this uh, in college football as well. Um, so that'll do it for college football. Looking forward to it. Like I said, that's a pretty damn good slate. This would be a fun Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Moving on um, to some more depressing stuff as well we're going to look at the nfl games here the dolphins versus the jets not really much to report um, just overall not a very great game to watch obviously very first play of the game double whammy not only um, does teddy bridgewater get injured for the game <clears throat> really didn't look like a concussion or a head injury but uh, i guess with the new protocol and how everything's going um, they didn't want to let him back in but they call that a safety as well, on intentional grounding. A helmet hits him in the elbow. How the hell do you know where that ball's fucking going? 
okay, it comes out of his hand and doesn't go to the line of scrimmage or doesn't get to a receiver in the area. He got hit in the arm. This happens all the time. That is a, that's horrible officiating. This was a bad officiating week. I'll call it out. Um, I'm not saying, you know, it, it was all against my team. Like, I'm not saying this just because of my team, but that was just a bad call. Like, we got bailed out on a lot of pass interference calls, but we also had 11-plus penalties ourselves. So bad officiating week in this game, as well as just some of the sacks around the league with the overreaction to, I guess, the Tua incident. Tom Brady, that one was terrible. I think there was a sack on Monday night against Derek Carr that was terrible as well. Um, so something's got to happen. Get your head out of your ass. This is a physical game at the end of the day. So fuck right off, refs. That That's pathetic because you, you handed games away with those calls sometimes. So just a bad look for the, the officiating crew there. That definitely was not a safety, though. But anyways, what I'm getting at, Teddy's out for the rest of the game. Skyler Thompson comes in. Doesn't have the great game. Doesn't have a bad game, I would even say. He did have an interception, but his arm hit got, got hit as well. The, the fumble's his fault because he held on it too, too long, but he is a third-string quarterback. He goes 19-33 of 33 for 166 yards. Um, no touchdowns, one interception. Looking at... My keys coming into this game, I said Teddy play within himself. So obviously Teddy didn't get to play, get it to playmakers. Um, so that still kind of stood, even with a you know a third string quarterback in there. And we we didn't, you know, Tyreek got seven receptions on 47 yards. That's not enough along of 31 or 13 um, yards. Mike Isecki has one reception on 30 yards. We haven't used much of him honestly to begin with this year. A lot of drops all the way around the team. Jalen Waddle only gets three receptions for 23 yards. Um, so we didn't really get it to our playmakers. Um, on a positive note, another you know a thing that I did want to see is I wanted to see us run the ball, and we did do that. We did run the ball. Um, Raheem Mostert had his best game of the year. We had our team best rushing game of the year. So our team rushed um, on 26 carries for 137 yards, 5.3 average, two touchdowns. Uh, along of 24. Raheem Mostert himself had 18 carries for 113 yards. That's a 6.3 average on one touchdown. We need to use more of him. We're going to have to this week because Skylar Thompson is playing as well. Um, if it was Teddy Bridgewater, it would be the same thing. We need to run the ball. Um, we can't expect to be throwing the ball all the way down the field this upcoming week. I would like to see some of it um, because I, I always get annoyed when you just want to do little screen passes because at some point sometimes it just gets stagnant and it's like we need to just try it we're, we're going to lose the game either way if we don't try this so we might as well just try it so that was a good from the game another thing that's hurt was injuries you know we just are really really damn banged up we could use a bye soon um you know we have a backup quarterback we have a third string quarterback playing now Teron Armstead has had that toe injury throughout the year, so he ends up going out during that game. Xavier Howard comes out as well, so we're down to um, you know, two backup corners because Byron Jones hasn't played the whole year either. So just overall injuries around the board, we're getting beat up. Tyreek was nursing a little bit of injuries, and I think he still has a little bit of like a foot injury, but he should play. Um, so that's just something to note. Like We are beat up, and this team was in the game, if you really look at it there. So... Um, let's jump into some of our three good things. So, like I said, Raheem Mostert, absolutely great performance. Want to see some more of it. Um, our drives before the half ended and after the half ended. So, we're down 7-19 to 19 after they were gifted two points and then they had a good return. We're down, you know, 7-19. to 19. We get a touchdown before the half. Good drive. Skyler Thompson loved seeing that drive. That was a strong drive. You need that shit. Um, we end up scoring. We get the ball at half, come down. We'd love to get a touchdown, of course, but we get a field goal. Um, so that puts us at, I guess, when did we score those? Let me make sure here. So we scored two touchdowns in that second quarter there. So, um, yeah, so we're at 17 to 19. It's a close game. We played three quarters of strong defense. We're there. We, we can win this game. We have a chance to take the lead. And, um, you know, just don't come out through it. Three bad things I'll touch on, you know, where we get with uh, where I was going with that. But three bad things, obviously the injuries. I mentioned how many penalties we had all day long. 
the Jets had some really bad penalties too on uh, pass interference. I think we do got we did get a little bailed out, and that did help the offense. So, um, but just not not good there. And we where I'm getting um, at the end is you know we were it was 17 to 19, and we just didn't take advantage of uh, the opportunities we had to, you know, take the lead and you know thus probably changing the complete outcome outcome of the game. Um, so, I think in the third quarter. We get a fourth down stop around midfield. You know, it was a little on our side. Immediately go three and out. You got to push the ball. We have a very short field, probably about 55, 60 yards of a football field. We got to at least get into field goal range, get some points. Um, three and out. Then we have another defensive stop. We have that big PI against Jalen Waddle, and we're in good field position. Third and five, um, Tanner Connor. I don't even know who the fuck you are, dude. I'm, I, I don't want to be this mean and this hard on the guy, but you are. You're a professional athlete. Um, you got your chance, and you, you kind of fucked it bad, dude. Um, we could have taken a lead still, but it's third and five. Wide open seam hits him square and basically flips off his hands. He misses it, goes through his hands, hits him in the face. Incomplete pass, fourth and five. It's a deep field goal. Still need to make the field goal. Jason Sanders doesn't, obviously. Gives them a short field. They get a, they then come down, score a touchdown. So at that point, it's 26 to 17. And when you have a pretty stagnant offense to begin with, with that third string quarterback, we're down big. Skyler has that fumble where, you know, it's probably 75% on him, 80% on him. But anyways, they end up scoring another touchdown. We're then down 33 Um to 17, we're in desperation mode. We end up failing on a fourth down conversion. They score another touchdown, and there you have it. This is a 17 to 19 game in the fourth quarter. End up losing 40 to 17. Um, nothing else to say about that. You know, that's how it goes sometimes. That's the league we we're in. Um, it's tough. It's not easy. And you know, when you give someone a short field and just don't convert or make the plays and take advantage of the opportunities you're given. You lose games, and you lose them bad to teams that you probably should have beat, even you know with your third string quarterback when we were you know we were very in the game. Um, so upcoming, it's not going to be an easy one. We play the Vikings, who are four and one, and currently first in the NFC North, um, and it doesn't look promising. We've already announced that Skylar Thompson be our starter. I'm okay with it. I don't really care. I think it's going to take a lot to win this game to begin with. I don't think Teddy necessarily changes the um, you know, the needle that much. So let's see what he can do. He's a rookie. He has a full week of being the starter at practice. So um, I'm excited to see it. If we come away three and three, we're still three and three. We're at 500. Um, if the day, if the if the season ended today, we would still be in the playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of football, and that's almost you know that's probably a pretty dumb thing to even look at to begin with. Um, but this is gonna be a tough game. The um, the Vikings throw the ball. They have an explosive offense. They have weapons everywhere. And you look at our, you know, our defense. We were a little banged up. X um, feeling a lot better is what he says. But Byron Jones is still not going to play. We just got to see where injuries are, you know, around. Um, keys to the game. That's that's my first one. There is, you know, we have a banged up secondary against a pretty formidable pass attack. We have to limit big plays. We gave up too many just big plays against the Jets. They didn't move the ball very well. Our defense did play really good against them. You know, obviously short fields, what they end up getting 40 points out of. But um, one that I'm, you know, particularly thinking about in that game was that Brees Hall um, wheel route, where it's like a 79-yard reception or whatever it was. Let's see, um, actually, because that one just really bugged me during the game. Yep, 79 yards, crazy. He had an outstanding game. He had 100 receiving yards on two receptions and 97 yards rushing on 18 carries. So they did beat us, hand it to them, moving on. Like I said, we're on the Vikings. It's going to be a tough one. They throw the ball. Um, that's where, you know, we are strong in terms of not allowing as many, you know, I can't even say that. I mean, just looking at this, you know, we give up the 29th most points. Um 26.2 a game, the 28th most, or I guess that we give up the third most or the fourth most passing yards. So we rank 28th in our passing defense. We give up 276 yards, 276.8 yards per um, game. So our rushing attack 
is strong. They do have a good running back, but I would say they're honestly more pass-oriented. Even with Dalvin Cook, they throw it to him a lot. He's a very good receiving back. With a banged-up defense, I think this is going to be a, a big question. How can we perform? We'll be going. Um, it's in Hard Rock, at least, so maybe we'll have that with us. Hopefully the team can play. Second thing, take advantage of our damn opportunities today, or that game. We'll probably get some. We might not, but, um, you know, there's always going to be opportunities. We have to take advantage of them. If we get a short field, we got to be putting points on the board constantly um, because points are not as easy to come by, obviously, when you have a third-string quarterback playing even second. Third and final key, let the players play. Skyler, get the ball to the wide receivers quick. I want to see it down the field a bit, and I want to see another good, strong running attack. So let's let our players play. Tyreek is phenomenal. Jalen Waddle is phenomenal. Raheem Mostert showed you what he can be. He's fast as fucking lightning. We we just need to play smart, play a you know a clean game. I say, I always say that because you know it is one of the most important things in terms of football. You have to play a clean game. Turnovers can kill you. That's how you lose to teams you shouldn't lose to, um, and especially to teams that you're you know heavy underdogs against. So. You know, the matchup predictor is currently giving us a 32.6% chance to win. And it makes sense. I'm still going to pick the boys because, you know, fuck the Vikings. We'll find a way. Let's do it. I believe in you, Skylar Thompson. I'm not one of the haters that's been in a lot of chat rooms. Not even chat rooms, but the comments. People are pissed as hell because Skylar's playing. But, man, we know what we have in Teddy. Like, And he's also not – I don't know if he's even cleared to play. So um, I'd have to check a little more in on that. But – I'd love to see Skyler do what he can do, see what he has, and um, it'll be at least maybe a little more exciting. With that being said, I did say get the get the ball to our you know our, our playmakers. I'd like to see us kind of sling the thing a little bit too. Don't be too reserved, you know. I'm 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 sick of just you know screen passes all the time. Yes, maybe more than you typically would, but still like you have to keep them honest. And I think a good running attack can help with that undeniably so i'm gonna take us but we'll move on wrap up the week prior um that thursday night game we touched on earlier all right i don't even know when i touched on that but that was a 12-9 game absolutely disgusting that colts broncos game russell wilson is indeed not riding they're the dolphins bad game i didn't catch any of that giants packers game but apparently that one was pretty damn good the pack uh, or the giants the g-men are four and one right now that defense is pretty good you know they beat Aaron Rodgers how you know when's the last time you've kind of seen the Giants beat the Packers not very often the Bills run over the Steelers 38 to 3 Chargers close game end up beating the Browns I took the Browns in that one but yeah whatever the Chargers tried to throw that one away too they went for it on fourth down in their own side of the field (laughs) and um, the Browns ended up missing the field goal it didn't matter Excuse me. Bears Vikings. The Vikings win that one twenty nine to twenty two. How did the Bears score points on you? Skylar Thompson's probably like in the same ballpark as Justin Fields. That's that's audacious, of course. But you, it, they we, they scored points on them. They did. They have a better running attack than us. But um, I think the Vikings can Vikings shit too. Like like the Chargers Chargers shit. The Vikings can fuck things away. So I'm going to still take us. Patriots, really strong showing. Beat the Lions 29 to nothing. Suck for my fantasy team with Jared Goff getting like five fantasy points. And, you know, they didn't score a touchdown. Seahawks and the Saints was an honestly an absolutely electric game. Taysom Hill goes for four TDs, and he's currently, you know, a tight end. Um, so a great fantasy pickup there. I don't have him, but um, if you do, I bet, and he, I bet a lot of people didn't play him either. That's the funny thing, um, but yeah, he had an amazing week. Tom Brady ends up beating the Falcons. That bullshit ass call. The Falcons scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. Um, imagine if you played Desmond, then you'd probably score points in the first three quarters at least. You know, at least a field goal here or there. So you know, put him in. Titans Commanders. The Titans come away with that one, 21 to 17. Didn't catch much of that. Don't really know what to say about it. Um, Texans beat the Jaguars. People were really high on the Jaguars after they um, 
just ran over the Chargers. I think they beat them by like 30-something, but not looking great. They're 2-3 and three at this point. Texans 1-3-1. and one. They get that win. 49ers run over the Panthers. The Panthers fire their co- their coach right after that, so they're in the market for a new coach. 37 to 15, 37 to 15 was the score of that one. Cowboys Rams. Cowboys looking real strong on defense. Cooper Rush undefeated. People talking about the Dak Prescott thing now. You know what happens when he comes back. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I guess maybe it isn't obvious. You know, um, they're winning games, and their only loss came with Dak. So. And the Rams, you know, a lot of questions there. 22-10 to is the score of that one. The Eagles-Cardinals, that was a fun one. Um, Hopefully people aren't, you know, I wonder how high people are on the Eagles. They're still undefeated at this point, the last undefeated team. Um, But 20-17 to is the score of that one, and the Cardinals haven't been great. So um, test, it was in Arizona. The Eagles are going to lose the game. I'm not worried about it. The Dolphins will stay having that undefeated season, um, especially with just how long the season is nowadays. Ravens, Bengals, the Ravens um, get out and win that one. Close one, 19-17, that last second field goal. Um, Justin Tucker really is that dude. The stats, I can't remember them like off top, but he is, you know, he's probably the GOAT kicker. I would say that already. And then that Monday night game was a great Monday night game. Chiefs, Raiders, Raiders are 1-4. and four. That just shows you how like crazy this league is and that anyone can win at any point and how difficult this league is. Um, but the Chiefs win 30 to 29. They're a you know a, a favorite, a top probably three team to win the Super Bowl. And the Raiders have been horrible. Played right with them, just didn't get it done in the end. Should they have kicked the extra point? Should they have gone for two? I think they should have just got it when they went for two. You know, Josh Jacobs should have gotten one more inch and won me that fantasy game. Um, but that'll wrap up that week. Looking around the league in terms of standings, um, the Dolphins. Um, are in second, I guess, in the division are tied. Well, I guess we're behind now because of um, the Jets, the Bills lead that one four one. I don't know if I want to go through all these divisions. Um, I'll just go through the head. The Bills are leading the AFC East. The Baltimore Ravens are leading the North at three and two. Titans are leading the South at three and two. Chiefs four and one ahead of the rest of the pack in their division as well. Eagles, like I said, are five and zero. Oh. That whole division is you know looking pretty good besides the can- Commanders. So the Eagles five and zero. Oh. Cowboys four and one. Giants four and one. Um, Vikings, like I said, leading the North four and one. There, Buccaneers are at three and two, leading the South of the NFC, and the 49ers are leading the West at three and two. I might figure out a better way to do that. This one's just getting a little lengthy, and I just. I didn't want to get long breath on this, so I'll just tell, I just told you the division leaders. Moving on to this week ahead, like I said earlier, we have the Commanders Bears tonight. Um, I'm going to take the Commanders. Carson Wentz is apparently six and zero on Thursday night games. Has he already pl- has he played six Thursday night games? I guess that makes sense. But he's six and zero. We'll take him there. Dolphins, Vikings, you know I'm riding with the Finns. Can't not do it. We're a minus three dog. That's really nice. Or a plus three dog. That's not even terrible. Um, but I'll take us money line. 49ers, Falcons. The Falcons will play with them. I believe it. Um, but I will take the 49ers there. Patriots, Browns. I'm going to take the Patriots. That defense was looking crazy. Um, might be a tough one that's in Cleveland. And, um, you know, the Patriot team is tough, but they've just been running the ball and playing defense the good old-fashioned way like they do and have done for a lot of years. Even when Brady was there, they, they typically would have a pretty good running attack um, to some extent when they needed it at least. And then, you know, Brady would come in with his throws and he could take over a game as well. And their defense was just insane. Jaguars, Colts, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Jaguars in that one, even though it'll probably be a close game. Matt Ryan is pathetic. So I'm going to take the Jaguars in that one. Get back on track. Get back to your winning weights. Bengals, Saints. Um, let's take the Saints. Let's take the Saints. Taysom Hill attack again. Ravens, Giants. I'm going to take Vanilla Vic against Lamar Jackson, a matchup there. That's crazy. Um, I think the Ravens are going to find a way to fuck that. And it's in New York. Let's go Giants. We'll pick the G-men. Buccaneers, Steelers. Absolutely taking the Bucks in that one. Panthers, Rams. Panthers without a quarterback, you know, this should be the Rams. You should win this one. They're minus 10 um, favorites right now. So we'll take the Rams there. Cardinals, Seahawks, the Birds. 
We're going to take the Seahawks. Geno Smith, I picked him up on my team. I'm going to keep – I'm going to ride with that boy. I'll take the Seahawks. Bills, Chiefs, awesome game. We have some great games, NFL and um, college. We have the Bills, Chiefs at – you know, that's a 425 game. I'm going to take the Bills just because I love my girlfriend. Um, and they're fucking great. They're actually favorites going into Arrowhead. So that's going to be a tough one and a rematch of that insane A, you know, divisional game last year. So I'm going to take the Bills in that. Cowboys, Eagles. Let's take the boys. Oh, let's take the boys because I've been dogging on the Eagles. They need a loss. And, you know, honestly, at this point, I somehow or another, I've found a way to like the, the Cowboys more than the Eagles which it's probably not even valid. There's not even a lot of people on that Eagles team that I dislike. It's just that I came out early saying that they are overhyped. So let's take the boys. That's going to be our Sunday night game. And then Monday night, I this is pissing me off. I know they picked it before the season started, but get the fucking Broncos off of primetime TV. I don't want to watch them. They stink. They are so bad on offense. Every game they, they're going to get – I bet they get ran out – their defense is good, which is what – they're just a fucking recipe to a horrible game. You know, their offense stinks. Their defense is great. It's probably going to be a fucking 17-14 to 14 game. Um, and it's at SoFi. I'm going to take the Chargers in that one as well. Um, but basically that wraps us, up, wraps us up, guys. This one did get a little longer. We got to 50 minutes, but I still felt pretty good about that. So just imagine if I was trying to, you know, still get in all that other shit. So I felt thorough – and what I just went through, I liked how I covered the games. I like my three keys. I like my three good. I like my three bad. I think I covered it pretty well. I feel I feel good about this. It was 50 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think it was fantastic content. If you listen to the end, guys, I really do appreciate it. Like I said, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to give me a, you know, a like and a favorite um, and, a, I guess, a review on Spotify, Apple. You know, do it both if you, if you want to. That would be really awesome. Get my algorithms up interact with me um but yeah guys i really do appreciate it some big things coming soon i have some some news in a little bit i'll let you know what it is and um yeah other than that guys a full slate of some great games both nfl and college this weekend looking forward to it it's thursday eve i'm gonna take a sip of my beer while we're on um, the mic right now there you are we're getting it started we have some football tonight not the most interesting game, but whatever it is, football, guys. Um, but, yep, I love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it dearly. I'll talk to you all shortly. Talk to you probably on Monday. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Monday for my lately lowdown, and I'll do Thursday for my football ones. I think that works. Give me a little break in between, um, space it out, and then get you know a little bit of excitement coming into the weekend here in the football games. Um, so like I said, for the third time, love you guys. I appreciate it greatly. I'll talk to you soon. Purple podcast episode number 25. Peace.